0: hi hello welcome to the episode of isaiah's newsstand it's your host isaiah edwards the date is september the 26th 2023 hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes As for me i'm doing pretty good i will say my insomnia crept up on me a little bit again so we're back there and uh you know no sleep well i slept some you know, so just not as much as I would have liked, but you know, a good day. We, 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 we soldiered on overall work was all right. Definitely. I'm having a thing where there's like a guy got a new position and now is choosing with this new position to interact with me more. And uh, I don't like that, but that's okay. I know that this person's doing their best and I got to just be adaptable and you know try to be personable you know you'll really use my charisma points but uh that's been a little bit of an adjustment but you know overall nothing bad overall good work day good good stuff there let's see a bit of reading corner i uh r- actually wrapped up state and revolution as of today uh so that's cool that's nice that uh some you know linen work um but uh, yeah, that was cool. I, I like reading more communist literature, and hopefully, you know, there's gonna be some more stuff I can read. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of putting off going back to Das Kapital, Das Kapital, or whatever. But you know, I feel like I've read enough. You know, at least at this point, like I've I've crossed off like a, a couple of things that I didn't really expect to do this year. Um, you know, I was like, hey, I'm glad we were able to, um, you know. Finally do it. Finally say, Hey, I at least read volume one. I can say I'm that guy. Um, let's see here. Is there anything else? Um uh Food corner was leftovers. It was leftovers though from the good meal from my little birthday dinner. Sadly no pierogies, we ate them all at the function, but um I will say I added some lettuce and ooh, ooh, that was nice. It was nice to get some uh some of that that produce in there <laughs> for sure um all right so enough about me also I, I i guess i want to add this just for correction's sake the other day when i was closing out on the hollywood strike uh no updates yet but um i was talking in and kind of blending in and out with the sack after part and i was talking about the machine learning the ai shit um for the writers obviously that's going to be the um actual scripts and stuff like that like there was potential fears that in the not so distant future they were just going to have ai write for the writers and it's like oh yeah we don't need writers as bad but um you know that being said it looks like that's going to be one of the things that are in the good but we'll see we'll get we'll get to that you know hopefully later in the week uh but yeah let's talk about some news i also have some um some updates i got some old news i didn't cover from last week um and of course just uh cops being foul pieces of shit so yeah let's go ahead and get into it uh but first but first let me take my little break my little startup and uh we'll go ahead and get into it feel good feel feel better than uh yesterday i don't know yesterday was not i i I closed that out feeling i took an l you know sometimes that happens but this this feels good feels good feels great Start off with Al Jazeera. At least 20 people killed in Nagorno-Karabakh fuel depot blast as thousands flee. Armenia says at least 13,350 ethnic Armenians from the breakaway region entered the country after Azerbaijan's offensive. So uh, I felt this was big update. I really wanted to kind of talk about it. Um, There was a explosion. Though it's not said who did it, but this is definitely obviously post ceasefire between you know the ethnic Armenians in Nagorno-Karabakh and the Azerbaijan who are you know all incumbency in this situation and essentially saying hey you know we're we're taking back our our land you know either you're gonna if you're gonna stay here you have to become a full citizen become you know full Azerbaijan and you know, get a passport, everything. Like, you're going to have to more or less toe the line. And it looks like people have really responded saying like, hey, uh, I know you guys said there's not going to be any violence and things are going to be cool, but we don't feel safe. This doesn't feel safe. We're leaving. And a lot of people have just, you know, taken whatever valuables they can and have just done a, a more or less a mass exodus. It looks like more are leaving as well. So I feel like that was a, a really relevant update to talk about uh in terms of yeah i don't know how i'm feeling about this i mean not that it matters how my fucking armchair ass feels about the situation but my heart goes out to the people of you know the the armenian people it feels like they've had to go on through go through a lot Uh, i will say too in what i've been reading over you know the week or so It was really weird to, like, hear what was happening and and get an understanding and then read and feel like they were really adding the part that, hey, 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 just so you understand, the, like... Almost as if, like, the the Armenians, like, kind of asked for this because they were separatists, and they came into this area looking for their their land that was theirs, and now they're here in this situation, and it's simply, like, Azerbaijan is, like, taking back theirs. It really felt like that's what they were doing, just with that one word, separatist. Maybe that's me over-reading, but, like, seeing that in the headlines, like, uh, like over and over was just weird, but... You know, now that things are kind of continuing on, it it does seem like, yes, it, it's right for people to be scared and concerned about this like ethnic cleansing. it's it's a fucking fear. It's real. And you know, I, I think it's something that a lot of people are just hoping does not happen. um despite the fact that this like there is a death toll, it does seem to be rising. Um, I believe the last number I clocked since like the the um Azerbaijan had made this resistance to kind of take the area back, I want to say it's like around two hundred uh so it's not a small number that's a that's an and not to mention it's a rising number and i think that's something that's really big to talk about that says hey like look it it does seem that if, if the people here are not going to quote unquote be compliant then it's like well then what you're gonna like eliminate them like i don't know it, it's scary so i you know my heart goes out to the people there and hopefully you know people are staying safe and and getting to where they need to go and I uh, you know I can't imagine that like I I, I listened to a story today uh, on the BBC there was this deaf couple and like deaf they couldn't hear I don't, I don't know my the way I'd be talking <laughs> um, and they just like, like we just took what we could like we're we're just gonna try to figure out where we're at from here and it was just like just uh, you know obviously I'm paraphrasing but man it, it hearing any kind of these these stories just sound really sad really um you know yeah but um. Yeah, I just want to update, touch that. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next thing. This is the old news from NPR. Oh, ooh, sorry about that. Little gurgler. Um, Alabama band director tased by police for not stopping his students' performance. This was last updated on September 19th of 2023. I want to say this story might be like a week, week and a half old. But um, what began as a routine band performance of Talking Out the Side of Your Neck by Cameo at an Alabama high school football game ended in a troubling confrontation when a police officer tased the marching band director for refusing to stop the music. The altercation occurred Thursday around 9 p.m. local time at a game at Jackson Olin High School at Birmingham, Alabama minor high school band <clears throat> um that's like minor high school uh not that it's like tiny uh, johnny mills band director 39 years old and his ensemble of 145 students were about a minute away from being done with their final song when a police officer approached the podium according to both mems and the birmingham police department officers asked mems to stop their performance so they could clear out the stadium Mims responded that the song was about to end, and the performance was agreed upon by both schools, um, A.K.A. It's like, look, we are all within the confines of this. We are performing as normal. Um, now, this is at the, obviously the end of the, of the you know the game, and they were almost like having like um, like it wasn't drumline because drumline was just way more passionate. They was in the middle of the field. This was like you know you're on your side, we're on our side. Of the bleachers, and we're doing our performance, and essentially he's just like, yeah, we're finishing this out. They're doing their shit, we're doing our shit, and they were being told like, hey, you gotta stop, you gotta like, you know, shut it down. And he's like, no, and he just keeps going, and essentially then they cut off the lights, and he's just wrapping it up, and then that's when the police get aggressive, and essentially they go, okay, okay, you're resist, like you're, you know, being yada yada yada. It's time to arrest you. And, and essentially just being like, what the fuck? He essentially gets, you know, forcibly arrested and then tased. Uh, yeah. Students finished their performance. Officers attempted to arrest Mims for not complying. Police said the band director refused to place his hands behind his back and allegedly pushed an arresting officer. Oh my God. Uh, but Mims said he was simply caught off guard, adding that it was difficult to see who was grabbing him because the stadium's lights... Uh, went out uh, aka they were turned off because they were trying to be like yeah it's over it's over uh, moments later an officer pulled out a stun gun and tased mims birmingham police said it happened once but mims insist he was tased up three times so yeah i mean it's just an unfortunate you know altercation um i, I really don't feel like the band director was doing anything wrong here I can understand that you want to just shut this shit down because it's, it's over and you, you everyone wants to go home. Everyone's like, you know, but like at the end of the day, like he's saying, look, we we are here to perform. We are finishing out said performance. This is agreed upon by both sides, like your school, our school. Boom, like it's supposed to be good. Why am I getting arrested for this? Like It's just insane when just literally patience would have prevailed here. Um. So, yeah, I, I do think it's excessive. Uh that being said, do I think there's going to be any kind of rectification, even a pot- no, no. There's nothing, nothing's going to happen here. But I didn't want to talk about it and it kind of just kind of bundles well with the other two uh stories I have for the rest of the episode. So, you can kind of almost take this as like level 1 and then we can just go ahead and escalate uh to someone getting shot for trying to just come home. Uh but yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. From the Guardian, off-duty Texas police officer shoots black neighbor through closed door. We love to see it. We just keep doing this. Like, you know, I love that I, you know, I get this from the Guardian. This is, you know, a publication across the pond, but this is us. This is the U.S. You know what I mean? Like, we just cannot stop shooting each other. We can't. It's insane. Um, Early on Monday, an off-duty Texas highway patrol officer thought someone was trying to break into his apartment in Houston, according to authorities. He pulled out his gun. He pulled his gun out shot the person behind his shuttered door, and realized it was his neighbor. E. Gadd. Yeah, it was your fucking neighbor, dude. Um, the latest case of an off-duty law enforcement officer encountering and shooting a member of the public took place after midnight at an apartment complex just outside Minute Maid Park, where Houston's professional baseball teams, the Astros, play. Uh, yay, go Astros, or whatever. Uh, Yashar Bashir, assistant Houston police chief, told reporters that it was unclear why the man who was shot had gone to the apartment, but the highway patrol officer feared the neighbor was trying to gain entry. So I, I think that it said or alleged that like, maybe like he was just trying to get in cause he didn't like have his keys or something. And that's why this was odd or something like that. I don't fucking know. Also it said in this article that the trooper uh, gave several commands uh for the man to step away from the door before the trooper fires his gun granted i don't see a fucking camera here you're off duty as fuck no goddamn camera but i mean of course that shit can toggle on and off we'll get to that in another fucking uh story coming soon <sighs> but at the end of the day this man just pulls out and just shoots his 35 year old neighbor who is black and um luckily this was not a lethal fatal situation uh he was shot in his right shoulder and survived no no charges have been immediately filed in the shooting the case echoed other similar encounters in which people shot other yeah essentially they go into other things like the ralph yarrow thing we've talked about that um they also reference a story um in 2018 of a dallas police officer amber guyer mistakenly entering uh botham jean's apartment after a work shift when jean 26 years old was eating a bowl of ice cream geiger geiger who was white believed jean a black accountant from saint lucia who lived on the floor above her uh was a bu- was a burglar and shot and killed him yeah awesome that's that's so great um so yeah i mean this is a frustrating situation cooler heads once again could have prevailed here you say hey what's up what's going on and it's like oh it's my fucking neighbor i just shouldn't even have my gun out here problem solved but you know cops gotta be gun ho but speaking of gun ho let's go to baton rouge we got one more story to cover and then i'll let you go all right all right all right and this is from npr but you know me i'm gonna take my classic break on a tuesday Especially though backtrack a little bit with um the uh off-duty officer situation and the neighbor i don't even know if he was trying to even break in or if that's like some alleged thing that's being like said in statement i don't fucking know i'm really just trying to assume here because it's like because then what else is it would it be like you're just sitting here waiting trying to like oh my god boom and you just blast. no like i would have to assume that it would have to be that that he was trying to get in and and that's also what i heard i think i don't know I'm rambling, I'm ranting, but, um, you know, I'm trying to give y'all the best content I can, I'm sorry. Okay, let's get back to the NPR one. Let's close this out. Let's fucking finish this. (sighs) Ugh, this story, man. This, this one's gonna aggravate me, though. It's, it's, mm. okay. The FBI investigates alleged abuse in Baton Rouge, uh, police building called the Brave Cave. Okay, let's talk about the Brave Cave and the Brave Division. Uh, the FBI said Friday it has opened a civil rights investigation into allegations and recent lawsuits that police in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, assaulted, uh, assaulted drug suspects they detained in an obscure warehouse known as the Brave Cave. Now, this warehouse is like this white warehouse and it, it just feels ominous like it's just this big white where like warehouse and you go in and there's nothing really in there from what i've seen from the body cam footage from the cops um like that they've toggled on and off but it's just this room and there's a couple of chairs and they sit motherfuckers down and they do whatever the fuck they want to them it's fucking fucking macabre shit to me but in one case a man says he was taken to the warehouse and beaten so severely he needed hospital care before being booked into jail uh which i believe is uh he was booked for resisting arrest but they didn't have anything on him um in another a woman claims she was strip searched with an officer using a flashlight to scan her body A.K.A. she was sexually fucking assaulted because they essentially said, oh, you have drugs on you, so we have to do this expansive fucking search in this fucking random-ass place that is not a jail, it's not a police headquarters, what the fuck, where are we, and you just got a fucking flashlight on my fucking pussy? No, bro, that's fucking assault. I, I don't I don't see how that makes sense and is humane in any kind of fucking shape or form or fashion. <sighs> okay, let's continue. Uh, since the first complaint was filed last month the city's mayor has ordered the facility closed. Oh thank you. Thank you, Mayor. The police department has disbanded its street crimes unit, which is the Brave Division. And an officer at the center of the allegations, the son of the current deputy chief, mm, you gotta love a Nepo baby, uh resigned and was arrested on simple battery charge. And that's it. Just a little simple battery. Simple battery the uh let's see fbi officials confirmed friday that the agency has opened an investigation based on allegations that members of the, of the department may have abused their authority so yeah I, I mean this shit is fucked up but i really do feel like the stinger here is there was like in none of the things that i've heard it's not like there was anything real or tangential for these cops which is something i've talked about when it came to the scorpion division Uh, in previous episodes, where, like, these guys run off the, like, most paltry, dumb, trivial-ass bullshit, or they just make it up, and they go, oh, we're gonna pull you over and just harass you, and just then beat the living shit out of you, sometimes in broad daylight, when I'm talking about the goddamn scorpion division, or bringing it here, they they can take you to a goddamn black site, like... And I remember I've heard stories about this shit in Chicago, where they've done something very similar, where people just get done up off the street, they just get fucking taken up, and they just get, they just get taken to this fucking place and held for like fucking like 24 hours, like, just an inordinate amount of times, and then just let out. And it's like, because they don't have anything, but they just wanna fucking harass you and beat the fucking shit out of you. And maybe you'll fucking squeal about anything, whatever, maybe, who cares? That's crazy to me. <laughs> These are the people who are supposed to be protecting protecting and serving us, by the way. So it boggles my mind. It frustrates me to no goddamn end to hear these stories. And um, that's that's just why I can't help it. Like, I, I know I talk about fucking bad cops a lot. I know I talk about fucking racial injustice a fucking lot. But I feel like it's important. And um, yeah, I mean, that that's just part of the reason why I do this shit um but yeah that that's really all i have for today uh let's see we did pretty good okay we did great i didn't i didn't take too long uh i didn't hold you here too too long i hope but yeah that's the episode thank you so much for um tuning in and whatnot but i do have to shill i have to do that before i let you go fully oh is there a burp patreon.com to so zaya news if you'd like to support financially uh, you become a newsie at the top of the month. I shout you out. Say your name of the podcast, plug a project, thing you're doing. Free ways to hit me up, isaihanews1 at gmail.com. If you'd like some feedback, what have you. Uh, also, uh, you can find me or the podcast on, on the social network. Uh, insert your favorite here. I'm probably there. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube. means a lot. helps out. Uh, thumbs up. All the stars. You're great. Uh thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for being a friend and hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.